We don't win down here. We lose. You ready for that? Oh, you, th- oh, you were a post-millennialist. You thought we we're just going to go waltzing into the kingdom as you took over the world. Welcome to Nobody with a Bible. I'm Chief Nobody Brandon. And here we talk about all the things and use biblical discernment while doing so. So let's dig in. Not using your feelings, but God's truth. What's wrong with you people? I'm serious. I mean, this is what's wrong with the Christian church today. We don't know who God is, and we don't know who we are. All right, well, we got kind of a kind of a fun one today. Uh, it's not really fun because it's probably one of my least favorite topics. I really, really dislike the worship music topic. Um, we've done, I've done he stuff before. Really, I do. really I dislikes it. this topic. <laughs> I and hate it. I've known you for 20 some odd years now, and this has always been your least favorite topic ever. And my my thing is, is I'd rather talk about the doctrines of the churches that these come from and, and talk about why their doctrines are false rather than deal You know, with the, the more music. like important part <laughs> you know, of what the issue is. But no, I mean, what's... Um, What's happened is um, this music has permeated the church like leaven, and it has just grown and it's spread everywhere. This Hillsong and Bethel music that's that all of, I mean, your local church, I guarantee you probably um, if you if you have a somewhat modern style church, um, you know, kind of with like a hipster looking um, uh, worship team. You definitely are most likely playing. But honestly, you know what's sad is, is it's true. It's it's, it's true. That's, I'm not trying to be slanderous. That's just no, true. No, but honestly, it's not even like. I mean, I'm amazed at some of these clips we see from these churches that are like more uncool looking if that makes sense right because you have the churches that like they're changing their stuff and they're getting the cool worship leaders and the lights and the things right like you have that but even some of the like not super cool churches that are singing this stuff and you're like really you too and let me let me stop right here and say i am a listen people who don't understand what the big deal with worship music is and the people that would hate people like me because there's plenty of you i've been told many many times and i just rain on everybody's parade and i don't have the holy spirit and all of these things i've been told all of these things um literally for talking about music and i i just want to say that you know to a weaker believer or you know believer that doesn't understand these things look i'm not I'm not trying to come at you, attack you. I'm not trying to hate on this and everything. You need to under, and and I don't expect you to be able to understand everything. But as a believer, it's your duty to mature in your belief and to study these things and to listen to these types of objections that people have. That's your duty because it's not okay just you don't get to worship God just how you worship God. That's not how this works. John 4 is very, very clear that we worship in spirit and in truth. Okay, this is not this is not about you. And and God is very specific on how we approach him. So this is not, you know, this does not, you don't have a um you know you don't really have that that leg to stand on 
to to think these things. It's 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 we must it, we must worship him in truth, and music absolutely falls under the category of doctrine, and it falls under the same you know the same things that we need to look for when we look through different teachings and the problem is is these songs most of these completely fail the test and if they don't completely fail the test they're very very sneaky because some of them might be completely doctrinally correct but then some of them might be just can you know just that little 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 bit off so we have to pay attention to these things so just please don't view this as an attack or me just trying to rip apart something because that's definitely not what we're doing and and i just i plead with those who feel differently because we've um i've, I've recently been talking back and forth with somebody about this and um you know, I, I, I completely understand there's plenty of different feelings on it and opinions and all that. Um, but what's funny is nobody, you can't come up with a biblical argument to support what your emotions are telling you. And that's when we run in with an issue here. And it's like, I'm not trying to, to attack you, but I'm just saying calm down on your emotion for a minute and listen. Because there are some serious issues with this and it does matter how we worship God. And, um, you know, singing songs and, and praise, that that absolutely falls under that same category. So anyway, somebody sent me, Heidi, a song. And we can't play it and it stinks because we'll get, it'll get pulled so the YouTube you guys are police gonna will have, have a to, heart attack if we try to put one of their songs I, in here. I, I'm just going to have to do my best. It's This I Believe by Hillsong Worship. Um, I challenged a couple people in my church to just send me some music that they've heard or they've listened to just for me to see if, you know, what, what, was, what was in it. Is it doctrinally correct? Because so often we don't look at it with a biblical lens, right? Because we go, oh, we sing this in church. This, you know, all the churches are doing it. It's on K-Love. It's, you know, all over the place in Christian culture. We love these songs, right? They really hit us in the emotions and, oh my gosh, this is what I cling to to get through my day or get through tough times, right? Things of this nature we hear a lot, most specifically from us women, unfortunately. But it is a really, really, really big deal. And so you're why do you why you answer me this question right here? Yes. Why do women emotionally attach to music like this so much? Isn't it amazing? And do you it's know serious. why? Like, As a woman, women, what? no. Women do you, do you will know go why? to the grave, like fighting for. No, you don't understand. Like I need this song to get me through. I think it's because we are emotionally starved in so many ways that we literally will cling on to anything. Um, I mean, and you I, were, and I mean, you were somebody that you liked worship music back in the day before we did. knew better. Yep. You were somebody that did enjoy that and you wouldn't go any further with it. I think you would have been the person that put up your hand and sung and did all that. If you knew that I wouldn't get annoyed and that I wouldn't make fun of you for it. Um, that's the type of person I was at the time. I wasn't a good person. You know, I wasn't like, we didn't, we've, we've talked about that before, but, um, anyway, um, you know, I, I, you did. So in that experience, why, I mean, what do you feel a connection? What? No, 
I, I truly think that's what it is. I honestly think that these topics that yes we're talking about worship music we're talking about the understanding of what worship is in general we're talking about doctrine we're talking about so many big topics but i think because this is largely a female problem which it is we rarely ever in all our years of ministry come across men who are like i just have to have this music right it's I don't think it's actually ever happened, but I'm sure there are some guys out there that are really connected to the music. I'm sure there are, right? I'm sure. But I honestly think it's because biblical or because women are so, they have, most women who profess Christ have no idea what biblical womanhood is. And so because we have no understanding of what biblical womanhood is, because it's not taught scripturally in hardly any churches, that we're already so messed up at understanding women are so weak, right? That's why we're told scripturally that they're going to come in and they're going to prey upon women. And that's why we have so many women specifically that are so tied up in different doctrines, different thought, you know, all yeah, this other stuff. Yeah, I think that's and why I, I biblically, honestly, I, think, I think that's why, but... But I think it's truly that women are just so because you don't have that solid foundation of biblical womanhood under you, that's why I'm so passionate about talking about it, is because you don't have that solid foundation. So then something that just is literally designed and marketed to grab your emotions and hold on tight, it's easy for Satan to consume women in that way. I, I honestly think it just is so easy because if you have a solid foundation, you truly are growing in your biblical literacy and your spiritual maturity every single day, right? You're truly doing these things. You're going to hear this music and be like, that is garbage. No, thank you. Like I'll listen to, I'll start listening to that when I listen to Cardi B or whatever the kids listen to these days. I, I don't know. Right? Like right. I, I think once you start to have discernment, you listen to this stuff and you're just like, what, what are you saying? Like th this is what, Praises the and Lord. I know this is, and I know y'all like this because this is stuff. This is easy to listen to. You want to listen to something positive. You don't want to listen to the crap on the radio. I get it. But, but that's what it is. Is it's we we don't want to listen to the junk on the radio because we know that that's quote unquote bad. So which we got it a worse I'm not junk. saying it isn't. But then we go, oh, this is quote unquote good because it's Christian music. So I'm getting positivity. It feels good. It connects with me emotionally. I I feel like I'm doing a good thing. I think most women genuinely think that they are praising the Lord and doing a good thing. I do think that. Okay. That's, I understand that, but that was that point of every day you should be growing in your knowledge and understanding of the Lord and his ways, right? Many people think, oh yeah, I'm doing this to serve the Lord. Okay. But if it contradicts his word, you're yeah, not serving me, him. Let me tell you something right now too, that this is, this is not an opinion. This is biblical. The fact that God will absolutely not use anything false to get your attention. So don't think and don't try to say that God used this music or used this specific thing. Which if we got a dollar for every time oh, yeah. we heard that. Yeah. Hillsong I'm, I'm can't looking, be bad. Bethel can't be bad because God used that right to get now, me through. Right now I am looking at these comments on the song and I can't even tell you how many different comments there are. I was going to commit suicide and I heard this song play. There's at least four that I see right now of these comments on this just looking through thousands and thousands of comments here and these people are just attributing this this music and all of these things to things that god brought them through and they should be praising god for but they're they're praising the creature 
<laughs> rather than the creator. Um, and they don't even know it. And that's what's really, you know, that's what's really, that's what's really kind of sad about this whole thing. So um, it's, you know, I, I, again, I know that weaker be- believers are not going to understand this. I know many people are already offended. They've probably already turned this off. But again, this is not, this is one of those issues that's not subject to your opinion on. Um, the worship of God and, and lyrics to, to music when we're, you know, teaching. This is, I mean, whenever we're adding something, you know, biblical or, or the Lord into it, then this is absolutely, these are, these are biblical doctrines. These aren't, you know, we don't just pass these off. These are under the same test. And, re, you know, as I said, um, it, let's just get into it. I'm I'm not going to be able to play it, but if you guys want to follow along, we'll go ahead and and I'm not going to. I skip through the whole song. It's like six minutes, so I'll skip through a little bit here. But I'll just play six the beginning. Six minutes, but thirty seconds of actual lyrics. Yeah, well, I mean, the same just, lines being repeated it's, over it's and over. It's repeated, repeated. And another thing that you need to consider of that people who may feel different. Is that this is vain repetition? This is exactly what the Lord is says against. This is what what Jesus speaks against when he's talking about the prayers of the Pharisees. He's like, "Don't it's it's vain repetition, and there's nothing to it." And that's what a lot of this music is. There's like four lines of things, and they just keep repeating it. And, and okay, and then what? You just keep repeating this, so you're just getting this hyped-up emotional experience, and you know, it's it's easy to, to do in a concert setting and everything. Oops, I played it; they can hear it. No, nope. stop. Oops, stop. that I don't think that was enough no, to get it. that was fine. Well, right. and let's remember, guys. Like Bethel is a perfect example for this. They literally have a college, Bethel, which is completely heretical church. I mean, there's no okay, question so about it. They literally have a college where they. Bring people in from all over the world in numbers that you guys would not even believe. I'm dead serious. And they teach you the science of how to write these songs and write this music so that the instruments, the drums, the solos, right? All of the stuff literally like scientifically broken down how to capture your attention and do this, right? Just like any filmmaker the, for Keeping Up with the Kardashians, they know how many, how many seconds they have that they need to switch between camera views to scientifically keep your brain engaged so that you cannot look away, right? Like these things are serious. And so this music is literally written with the sole purpose to be how do I capture and hold on to you and get your emotions and get you hyped up or brought down or, you know, they literally have all of this worked out. So if you think you're not getting played as you play their music, think again. Yeah, it's very, it's, it's very, you know, yeah. All the things are true. Going into the song here, This I Believe by Hillsong Worship. I saw in the first 30 seconds, there's something that's very, very questionable here. If not, if not heretical. I think I could be misunderstanding what they're going for here. Um, but it's it starts off by saying everlasting... Um, our everlasting Father, amen. You know, I agree with that. All, the all-creating one. God Almighty, this is the song. It's, it's a lyric video, so forgive me. And I can't play it, so. Through your Holy Spirit conceiving Christ the Son. 
that right there. Actually, it was 36 seconds in. <clears throat> um, that sounds like Christ is a created being. And somebody would just say, well, no, no, no. It's just talking about Jesus coming in on into earth as a baby and no no you don't you don't say it like that through your holy spirit conceiving christ the son listen he is not a created being he doesn't have a beginning because he always was so this idea of of him like just coming onto the scene and this little baby in the manger and then he was God, that's heresy. Well, yeah, it's this belief that Jesus didn't exist until Christmas two thousand years ago when you know yeah. the clock struck December twenty fifth and then Jesus was born and so that was the Jesus now that we have and that's when he first began. It's like no, you go to Genesis one, you'll see Jesus. Like I should never see conceiving Christ the Son in this way. This is not this is not the way that we put it. Um, and then it go, Jesus our Savior. Okay, Amen. I believe in God our Father. I believe in Christ the Son. I believe in the Holy Spirit. Our God is three in one. That's that's true. But the way that they just structured Jesus being created, this almost it's it's confused, if anything, and it's um, you know it's 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 obscure in some ways, and I don't think it's obscure at all with what I said with the in the beginning. That's not. Um, but in this three and one, it almost seems like it's modalism with what they said about Jesus, kind of. And our God is three and one, which three individual persons in the same God. But they're not they're not specifying that. They just say three and one. And this this is the main problem with these things in in most of these churches it has to do with the trinity and their heretical view of it most of them teach what's called modalism okay modalism let me i'm pulling it up right now here so I can read it out so I don't have to stumble over it. Modalism is probably the most common theological error concerning the nature of God. It is a denial of the Trinity. Modalism states that God is a single person who throughout biblical history has revealed himself in three modes or forms. Thus, God is a single person who first manifested himself in the mode of the Father in the Old Testament times. At the Incarnation, the mode was the Son, and after Jesus' ascension, the mode is the Holy Spirit. These modes are consecutive and never simultaneous. In other words, this view states that the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit never all exist at the same time, 
only one after another. Modalism denies that the distinctiveness of the three persons in the Trinity, even though it retains the divinity of Christ. So that's how they get by with this, is they retain the divinity of Christ. And this is what Bill Johnson and, and Bethel um, and Hillsong, this is what they'll all teach, is they'll say that, yes, Jesus Christ is as absolutely God. Um, but then they will add that he is, he is not, he did not do his, his miracles in these things as God that he became God and, and they get deep with their heresies. Um, and a lot of this understanding Hillsong is not as, as obvious as Bethel is. Bethel is a lot more heretical, but they're still, um, they're still very similar churches and their friends. And, and, you know, they, they, they're coexisting in the same same thing but uh even though hillsong may sound a little bit more doctrinally sound um they're not and that that right there that that just kind of that's what that sounds like to me in the beginning of this um you know i don't i don't think i'm misunderstanding that would you hear that i mean isn't that a weird way to put it don't you think i think it is and i think it what's so troublesome about it is because it's sneaky because most people do not spend time digging into doctrines and scripture in the way of understanding the totality of god's word right we're just so used to topical sermons and things that fit things we're going through or whatever it is instead of you know understanding the totality of God's word and then transforming our lives to be a reflection of that versus taking what we want to deal with in life right now and finding scripture to fit our agenda, which most of us do. Um, I think because it's, it's just so sneaky to come in that way that you can say things like that, that I'm sure most people do not hear it that way. And they're just like, what? what? It's just father, son, spirit. There's three, right? Like that's it. Right, and okay. I, most people will try to point to um, even, you know, I, I've had people try to point to First John 2 and verse 20. But you have been anointed by the Holy One, and you all have knowledge. I write to you not because you do not know the truth, but because you know it, and because no lies of the truth. And then this is what they'll point to. Who is the liar but he who denies that Jesus is the Christ? This is the Antichrist, he who denies the Father and the Son. No one who denies the Son has the Father. Whoever confesses the Son has the Father also. So what they'll say is they'll say, see, these teachers say that Jesus Christ is God, and they'll say he's God's Son, so therefore they cannot be false. <laughs> and that's funny because you notice the demons say that Jesus is the Christ. We were just going over that in they our like in our bible study pointing that out to everyone going ah, yeah. jesus son of the ever living and mark God, he writes here? right they run up to him and they're like hey what are you jesus christ <laughs> we know who you are please don't judge us um so that that's not a good that's obviously not an accurate <laughs> um comparison there if the demons can even say so though so then we can say so john what are you saying and, you know, what John is saying, what we can tie this together with 
is exactly the opposite of what people point to. It's exactly the things like Bill Johnson is doing. It's exactly things like Mike Bickle over in IHOP are doing. It's this Hillsong, this attitude, this music. That's what this stuff is doing. I mean, literally, these things are coming in the name of Christ, but they, they are not of Christ. And these places, don't get confused. These places know exactly what it is that they're doing. It's not innocent. It's not innocent at all. Bill Johnson knows full well what he's doing, and their Rediscover Bethel series proves that, that every single one of them knows it. So this stuff is evil. I mean, this stuff is, is purely demonic. There's no way around it. It's, you know, it's weird to say that because it's, you know, it's, it's confessing. I believe in the Holy Spirit. I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe in the resurrection. I believe um, that we will rise again. Um, I'm playing the song now for I believe in the name of Jesus. Um, you know, amen. There was one other thing that concerned me here that was a trigger for me. Um, I believe in you. That wasn't it. Amen. I believe in you. Uh, let's see here. I believe you rose again. Amen. I believe that Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe in you. I believe that you rose again. Okay, so we're getting repetitive. Uh, yep. Yep. Being repetitive. Yep, so, oh, I believe... And in your, okay, I believe in the saints' communion. What? I believe in the virgin birth. Now that sounds Catholic. I mean, I believe in the virgin birth too. I believe in eternal life. I believe in the virgin birth. I believe in the saints' communion. And in your holy church. That's literally Catholic. I believe in the resurrection. When Jesus comes again. That's a denial of the rapture, but whatever. For I believe in the name of Jesus. I believe in the name of Jesus. I believe in God and Father. And he, she, they, we go through the same repetitive nature again. The, the thing that I missed, it was up a little bit higher. And I wasn't smart enough to uh, just read off the lyrics. But I was just watching the lyric video before. And Heidi's just like, why don't you just look up the lyrics? I'm like, that would be a lot Work easier. Smarter, not harder. And, well, <laughs> I was just so caught up in, in thinking that I wasn't thinking. Um, yeah, I'm not. So th there's a couple real concerning things in there that just are not clear. And that's enough to, I mean, not that the title of Hillsong Worship wasn't enough anyway, but these things right there, it's not. I, I'm not trying to rip these things apart. That's important because these are the things that where false teachings come from. And the understanding of the Trinity is absolutely a salvation issue, and how we understand these things is absolutely a salvation issue. And these, if these things are not true, they're by nature false, and therefore demonic because they're coming in the name of the Lord, but they're false. So that's a false Christ. So, um, the other thing was you are enthroned on high forever, which amen, but what's forever seated high. And a lot of times, even though at the end it says that I believe that you're, you know, I believe in the, your return, your resurrection and everything. A lot of times when we say, and we put Christ on high, 
we want to leave him there. We don't want to make him be imminent in returning. You know, we want to just kind of, you're up there and pouring down all your glory and blessing here, and we just want to live here and now and and don't want to hear the bad words of a prophet. So um, I'm not going to keep going on with the song because there's really nothing else to to cover here. I mean, just there is those no few things. There. <laughs> there, I mean, there's really not, but I mean, just those few things right there. And when they say, I believe in the saints' communion and in your holy church, that's literally Catholicism. Like, that's that's not even, I don't, so I don't know why Hillsong would be doing something like that. But aren't like all that. believers saints? No. I mean, yes, but no. Um, it, that, that is true in a sense, but the way that we use the word saints, we don't ever, and that's the problem with people with that misunderstand the timing of uh, revelation and the rapture so and all much of this. There's, there's just so much there. This is going to um, be a five hour podcast yeah. to actually break down all the doctrines that are. I mean, yes, let me be clear. I believe, so you, you question that. Yes, I believe in the virgin birth. Like I said, I believe in communion as well. And I believe in the Lord's church. Um, but there's no need to say it like a Catholic says it. And that's what makes you raise your eyes. Like, why are you saying this? Why are we talking but about But most Christians also don't understand why Catholicism is not biblical Christianity. Right? Yeah, Just saying well, that makes people go nuts because they go, what do you mean that's not? We're almost at 30 minutes, Heidi. We don't even have time for that. So <laughs> I'm let's, just saying. This will be a part two. And Brandon, I guess, picks apart Hillsong songs <laughs> at some point. On the day of judgment, do not, do not fear for the atheist so much, the thief, the murderer. If you want to be afraid for someone on the day of judgment, be afraid for those who carried the title pastor. Let me give you an example. I gave this example last night. Let's say that a king had a bride. He loved her. He dressed her in white. She was pure and precious to him. And the people admired her for her, for her virtue, for her merit. And the king has to go on a long journey. And so he, he uh, tells his steward, he calls his steward in and he says, here are the directions and you are to care for my bride. You do not deviate from this, not, not one jot or tittle. And when I come back, you'll be rewarded or I'll come back and you will be severely punished. Keep this book, these instructions with regard to her. Well, after a few years, this steward realizes that the people are losing their loyalty in the king. And they're no longer concerned about the bride because, well, she's just prudish. She's old fashioned. So he takes her and dresses, takes off her beautiful white garment and replaces it with something really sensual, paints her face like a prostitute and then marches her up and down the kingdom and uses this new look to attract carnal men back into the kingdom. When that king comes back, there, there are no words to describe what he will do to that steward. And when Jesus Christ comes back, there are no words to describe what he will do to many of these men who call themselves pastors who have done to his bride exactly what the steward did in that parable.